Hey, travel besties. Welcome to the Passports and Coffee podcast. A travel podcast for our corporate world millennials looking to escape the nine to five. We are your co-hosts. I'm Shreya. And I'm Kayla. We both work full time, but that doesn't stop us from exploring our own backyards. Or even the world. Combined, we have traveled to over 60 countries. And as you can imagine, we have some crazy untold travel stories and insightful travel tips. But our goal is to encourage and inspire our fellow corporate world millennials to escape the nine to five and explore someplace new. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and let's inspire you to start traveling the world. Travel besties, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Passports and Coffee podcast. This is Kayla, your co-host. And I'm Sherea. Sherea is here with me. Today is a topic that I think is very important when it comes to solo travel. Um, we have a lot of people who want to know more about solo travel. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the fear and anxiety that is surrounded with solo travel. I think that is a main reason why a lot of people do not travel solo. And we are just going to kind of talk all things solo travel and how to overcome the fear of that. Yeah, I'm excited. So before we move on, let's talk about the coffee of the day. So Sharia, what are you drinking today? So today I am drinking a latte called Spy Girl. There is a local coffee house here in Minneapolis. They have a few locations, but their signature drink is called the the Spy Girl, and it's a lavender vanilla latte, and it's pretty tasty. It is pretty tasty. I've had it. (laughs) So I am just being real basic today. I brewed myself a cup of coffee at home, and it's just... Good old Folgers. <laughs> you know what? They have been coming up with some good some good brews. So hey, you know, it is what it is. So I have Folgers in my cup with some creamer. <laughs> it's the best day of waking up, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Real basic. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about fear in general. So, you know, the definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the disbelief that someone or something is dangerous. And I think that definition is a main reason why people have fear around solo travel. Yeah, they just it's just unknown. It's it's the fear of unknown, right? Because yeah. solo travel has so many things that could go wrong and a lot of people have anxiety around it. Um, I think there is a lot of fear associated with solo travel. Yeah. And especially as a female. Yeah. And it's like, why? Why why is there so much fear around solo female travel? Yeah. Um, I know that when I wanted to go on my year-long trip, um, my mom thought I was going to get taken. And I'm not saying that that's not a real thing because there definitely is human trafficking in the world. We did all watch the movie Taken, right? Like, (laughs) it could happen. I mean, that's a very real possibility. Yeah. So. But you just have to be aware of of your surroundings when you're solo travel. And if you've never gone solo traveling before, just do a lot of research of of the location that you're going to and just be confident in your ability to be by yourself. Which we're all going to talk more in detail about each and every one of those things. But I know like for me, when I travel solo, the one thing my dad always tells me is to watch my back, make sure I am fully aware of everything that's going on. 
and to know where the U.S. embassy's at. <laughs> I mean, those are all good tips. <laughs> those are his like main things when I leave on a trip. Yeah. Like he hates when I solo travel. Like he <laughs> hates it. But, you know, I think a lot of it also comes down to the fact that like solo travel is not part of like societal norms like yeah. especially like female solo travel yeah. right like there's a lot of like societies that think it's 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 just weird and it's an mm-hmm. odd like concept for people so when like you do see somebody solo traveling like I get asked all the time oh you're by yourself oh that's weird aren't you like lonely like there's a lot of things that kind of like are re- like a lot of questions yeah, that people get. A lot of questions. Yeah, like you said, it's not in the societal norms and people are just so thrown back by it. And I I don't know anybody in my friend group that travels solo or has traveled solo before. Do you? Um I don't no, I don't think so. Yeah. Like not until like I kind of got into this travel space where I've met other like travel content creators yeah. that are in like, you know, the yeah. whole content space. Before that, no. Now I do have a lot of friends that solo travel only because we're all in like the travel space and I have met them through travel. So, but before this, no. No. And I am such a huge advocate for it and I advertise it all the time to people. I tell people you need to go. Yes. At least once in your lifetime. At least one time. you should. I totally, totally agree. So where, where was your first solo travel? My first like full solo travel was to Iceland um before that though I did like travel internationally like fly internationally but have never like had like the trip by myself like I was either meeting a friend or whatever the case may be um but my first like solo 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 trip was to Iceland that's so, awesome. Yeah. Where were was you, your, were uh, you like, were you nervous? Were you extremely nervous? Like yeah. I remember like I had this, like, I'm going to book it. Cause like at the time I didn't have anybody to go with me and I knew I really, really wanted to go. So I told myself, fuck it. <laughs> and I just booked it. Yeah. And then after I booked it, I was like, I had this sense of like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> oh, like, shoot. oh shoot. Like I have to like figure this out, blah, 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 blah. So what I ended up doing is cause then like the reality set in and I was like, there's no way in winter I'm going to feel comfortable driving by myself in Iceland. And then like the logistics, cause like things in Iceland are not close to each other. Right. No. So I was like, I I haven't been there, but (laughs) so I was like, oh, no, how am I going to like get around? And things really started to set in. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. So I actually ended up booking like a part of my trip. So I spent like a few days by myself in Reykjavik. And then I hopped on like a, I don't know, like a four day tour or something like that. Can't remember how many days where like they took care of the transportation for me. So like it was like I was by myself but I wasn't like fully by myself. You know what I mean? Like I was put in a whole new situation. Cause that's also the first time I've ever like done group travel as well. So there was like that fear of unknown for both. Like here I am jet setting to a new country. I've never been to before. I don't know how to get around. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm completely solo. But then on the other hand, here I am hopping on a group travel. Like what if I don't like anybody? What if like it just isn't right for me? So like the whole situation, I was like, oh, no. How far into the trip did you realize that this was awesome or like I can totally do this? Honestly, so I got off the flight in Reykjavik, went through like customs and immigration, and I was waiting for my bus so I booked a the Blue Lagoon for like 
the as soon as it opened so like i arrived at like 4 30 in the morning the blue lagoon <laughs> like opened at six the bus was leaving at 5 30 from the airport mind you the bus also when i was ready to leave would take me into Reykjavik so I've, i had this whole thing planned out right i was like okay I'll be able to get to the Blue Lagoon, but then, like, it's also going to take me to my hotel. So I was like, that was one last, like, fear that I had. So I was in the Blue Lagoon because at first I was still kind of nervous, too. Like, I'm here by myself. Like, I don't know. I had my GoPro because this is kind of like the start of, like, me kind of trying YouTube, you know, and I'm filming myself. And I remember <sighs> I was at the Blue Lagoon probably for a couple hours just sitting there, people watching, and I was like, I like this. Like, I think <laughs> I think I'm going to be okay. And then, like, I went back to my hotel, like, and changed. And I was like, you know, I'm going to hit the town. Yeah. And I walked around Reykjavik. And I think what is nice is Reykjavik is a very small, easily walkable city. And I just felt so comfortable. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I like this. This is it. This is it. This is tits. That's I'm, awesome. I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> so, yeah. What uh, was your first solo destination? Yeah. So my very, very first solo destination was Japan. That's a culture shock for like your first solo destination. Yes. Yes and, and no. no. Um, I mean, I did a lot of research about a lot of the countries that I went to. So I didn't really feel like, oh, my gosh, like I have no idea what's happening so I expected that a lot of Japanese people didn't speak English. So it was one of the one of the places that I had the hardest time communicating with people. But I have fingers. I can point. And people are very, very courteous in Japan. They're very, very sweet people. And so in that respect, I didn't have a hard time because I can point to things and get around that way. Mm -hmm. But leading up to the trip, I wasn't nervous at all. Like a scale of 1 to 10. I was like negative one. Like I was so pumped and so ready just to go. You weren't scared to go through like immigration. And, like... I was I was nervous actually because it was my first time ever going through customs and immigration alone. Because you know I've still we've traveled quite extensively but mm -hmm. even to this day sometimes I get nervous. Really? Because you just never know because <laughs> like some countries will ask you like so many things and you're like, oh, I hope I don't come off like I'm lying. Like, I don't know. I just get this like sense of like nervousness yeah. to this day. I don't know why. <laughs> I um, I have been, I went to Canada and Mexico prior to Japan, mm -hmm. but I was with people. So I never had to like face that alone. So, mm -hmm. I, so I didn't even know really what to expect, how to be alone going yeah. through immigration. Mm -hmm. So I was nervous because I, I didn't know where to go because... It was probably 10 years between airfare transportation or immigration. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I can barely remember what I went through when I was in Mexico 10 years before this. I can't even remember exactly what happened. But I went through and it was a piece of cake. And I was so thrilled that I was in Japan. And so I kind of hung out at the airport for maybe half an hour longer because I didn't know how to, I didn't research enough to figure out how to get to where I wanted to go. Because mm -hmm. I knew that the metro was super great. I knew tr public transit was awesome in Japan, but I didn't actually figure out the route to take. See, uh, one thing for me is that's the one thing I researched. How am I getting out of the airport? I will like obsessively, even though I know the answer, I will look it up time and time again to make sure I know how to get out of the airport. Yeah. Like make sure I have like either somebody picking me up or where the public transit is. Like I need to make sure 
that I can get out of the airport. Like that is my <laughs> one thing that I'm like, I get nervous about. Yeah. And I don't know why, but. I mean, I just, it's valid. Like you don't know what you don't know. So. Exactly. So. So it's valid. I wasn't, I really wasn't scared until I was roaming the streets in Tokyo. It was dusk. And before going, I was doing research and everyone says, don't go out at night as a solo female. Get home before sunsets. And I I got lost. <laughs> I didn't know how to get to my hostel from where I was. And my offline maps was not working well. And at that moment, that's when I felt nervous. And I actually haven't shared the story with anyone before. Did you have like a slight panic attack? I did. And I'm like, I can't do this. What am I going to do? I don't know what I'm doing. I get lost all of the time, even at home. So what makes me think that I can navigate streets that are in Japanese kanji? That's what went through my mind. And what really changed my mindset was I was sitting there in the streets and I was like, I cannot go home. I've only been gone for four days, three days. I can't even remember how long I was there, but it was it was very, very early into the trip. And I was like, I have only been gone for this many days. I had people at home telling me that I was not going to go. Like they were telling other people, she's not going to do it. She's not going to leave. And so I just had that play back in my mind that I can't go home. I have to, I have to keep going. And so I did. And then after that moment, everything else was easy. The thing is, is like once you get over that fear and you just do it, you learn so much about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like if there's one thing about solo travel that I tell people is like, you will really learn so much about yourself, both like in a travel aspect, but also personally. Like I have learned so much about myself being in like situations like those oh shit situations <laughs> when you're by yourself and you're like, oh my God, my my phone's not working. I don't yeah. know where I'm at. I'm in a sketchy neighborhood. Like because you start like wandering like that's happened where you're like, yeah, oh my gosh, this is uh, this is the moment that I think <laughs> this is going to end. You know what I mean? But like you learn so much about yourself with solo travel. The reason why I'm also a huge advocate of it, like mm -hmm. you do learn a lot about yourself. So let's start talking, like forget all the preconceived notions of mm -hmm. solo travel, right? Because there's a lot of these like preconceived thoughts about solo travel and you shouldn't be doing it, this and that. But like ask yourself, what are your fears of solo travel, right? Like I think before anybody can conquer solo travel, like mm -hmm. what are your fears? Are they rational or are they irrational? Because sometimes your fears are irrational. Mm -hmm. And I think you just kind of have to like really look at it in a way being like, can I do this? Right. And you For, can. Everybody has the ability to yeah. do it. It's just saying yes. Yeah. Going back to irrational fears. Mm -hmm. um, Mom, I love you. <laughs> so I have, I really want to go to India someday. I did not go to India on my year of travel because I knew, I knew the culture there. And it was something that I would just, I didn't want to have to deal with alone at that time. I think India feels very overwhelming. I've never been to India, but just from what yeah. I know of it, it seems very overwhelming. And I don't know if I could do it like early on in a solo travel yeah. world. You know, Especially like, at the beginning. Yeah. If you've never done it before. Yeah. I think now, I think I would still want to experience with a friend because it's that one of those types of countries that's just so different. Mm -hmm. But I think I totally could go solo. Mm -hmm. But before I go, before I left, I had a list of countries that I wanted to go to. And my mom asked me if India was on the list. And please do not go to India because they will steal your hair. That, oh. that was her fear of, okay. of India. I mean, your mom also has a fear of Guatemala. She does. 
I love you, Mama, but <laughs> we're going to Guatemala. <laughs> so I would say that would be an irrational fear. I mean, there is a cultural culture there that they do shave their head for religious re- reasons, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're going around shaving people's heads. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, my dad's the same way. So <laughs> he'll tell me some things where I'm like, okay, where'd you hear that from? Come on. Like, we're no longer. I read it in a book. <laughs> Was this book a novel? Yeah, right. Was this? All right. So let's talk about how we can overcome fear with mm-hmm. solo travel. Because I do think there's several different tips and tricks that we can give to you guys mm-hmm. on how to overcome the whole fear when it and anxiety that comes with solo travel. Yeah. So I think number one, this one's easy. And I think it's just being comfortable with yourself and being alone. Cause I think that's like a huge thing for people is like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be by myself. Yeah. Like, you know, cause I think that's like a huge thing. Cause whenever I tell people, like when I booked a trip to Croatia last summer and they're like, who are you going with? I'm like myself. <laughs> I love myself. <laughs> I love myself. I'm more by myself. And everybody's like, why? Like, because that's usually like the question I get. Yeah. Why? Like, as if it's like a weird concept for me to go by myself. Yeah. And I was like, because why I'm, not? A, I'm good company. That's why. <laughs> but I think a lot of people are not comfortable being alone. Yeah. And there, it, there's like a sense of this, like, I'm going to be bored. I don't know. I So I feel like, and that's a fear, right? Yeah. Like a fear and anxiety that you're just not going to enjoy yourself. Yeah. And I feel like you need to be comfortable with yourself in order to truly love solo travel. Yeah, and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So start small. You have to take yourself out for like little dates. Yes. Go grab but dinner alone. That's also how you're going to be comfortable with yourself too, yeah. right? Is just go out with yourself. Like my thing is, is like uh, a fear that I used to have is like sitting down and eating by myself. And I think that's a fear that a lot of people have. Like, what am I going to do? Like people are, are looking people gonna, at me. Yeah. And newsflash, no one's looking at you. Cause like, yeah. even when I go out, no, I'm not looking at you. And <laughs> even if you think I'm looking at you, I'm not, or like I'm dazing off and thinking of other things. So like no one's, no one's looking at you thinking weird things. But yeah. I always say, if you're uncomfortable eating by yourself, bring something to distract you. So like whether you're on your phone or you're doodling on a piece of paper, like there was this one girl when I was in Croatia, I was, I sat next, she actually sat next to me cause I was already eating dinner. I was by myself. She was by herself too. And she pulled out postcards. So yeah. she started like writing postcards to like take her mind off of being there by herself where I just faced the Reba and I was just like this is a great people watching yeah <laughs> so if you can find something to keep yourself busy that will help too but yeah I say take your out take yourself out to dinner but also like starting small as in instead of like hopping on a plane across the world take yourself on a weekend trip you know like take small baby steps I think that's like a really great way to get into solo travel yeah and just getting comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. and being alone Yeah. I think also another tip that we can give you is take a trip that's not completely different from your culture, right? So unlike Shereya here, who decided to take her first trip halfway (laughs) around the world to Japan, why not start in, you know, a culture that's very similar? So like here in the U.S., it's very large. Why not take yourself to the neighboring state or, you know, somewhere where you feel comfortable knowing the language, how to get around, stuff like that, because that can really ease your fear and anxiety when it comes to solo travel. Yeah, definitely something that's similar to your own city. Yeah. Um, if you live in the country, maybe not go to New York City right away. 
Because that can be a culture shock. Why not? Come on. It can be like trying to navigate Metro if you've never done it before. It's intimidating. So do something small. Especially like New York's Metro. That's that, that their subway is a little little much. So I agree with that. Maybe like if you're from like country country, maybe go to like a smaller city where, you know, it's a little bit more populated, but like you'll still be able to navigate. Yeah. Like Minneapolis, we don't have a train system. Mm -hmm. Neither does Detroit. Yeah. But it's large enough. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Start a little bit. Get your toes wet. Yeah. Why not? Also, another thing that you can do is a lot of fear, like I mentioned earlier, is just unknown of the destination yeah so whether that's like leaving the airport you know stuff like yeah. that or like what you're gonna do how to get there research my thing is is if you're prepared you'll feel prepared you'll be more willing to like let loose and just explore so and also too when you are when you feel prepared and you are prepared you aren't searching up in the like you aren't looking up in the air looking like you don't know where you're going which also protects you from potential scammers pickpocketers People are going to try and take advantage of you because you're self-assured. They try to, they usually target the weak. Yes. So if you're new to solo travel, I definitely recommend you researching the destination on any type of topic that you feel like you need to research on Mm -hmm. to help you feel a little bit more comfortable and more prepared when you travel to that destination. And it's fun too. You get so many ideas. I love researching. That is like... Me too. I mean, do I stick with an itinerary? Not really, but oh, I love researching. <laughs> like when I see a photo of something, I'm like, oh, I got to go there. Where can I go? How do I get there? What yeah. do I do? I love research. It's it's something that I just like geek out on. My first two places that I search are in YouTube and Pinterest. Agreed. I'll like usually either see like a photo on Instagram and then I then head over to YouTube, try to find it like YouTube because I like to see things in reality because YouTube's great at showing you like mm-hmm. exactly what to expect right yeah. like you can really make a photo look a certain way but <laughs> YouTube you can hide that yeah and then I'll always go to Pinterest to figure out like the more details on how to get there what to do stuff like that so once and you've done all of your research you have to come up with a plan and I like to plan where I am locationally because I don't want to be zigzagging all across a city for example agreed so plan what you're going to do and also plan where, like plan where your accommodation is and then plan what you want to do around that for each day. Agreed. Like when we were just in the Smoky Mountains National Park, there was a lot of things that we wanted to see. Now, granted, we were together, so it's not like we were by ourselves, but I knew based on the park how to plan our days, right? So it's like I didn't want to backtrack. That's like the one thing I hate. You're wasting time, valuable time. are in one section of a city and you got to go completely on the opposite side to see something else it's like no why don't you stick in one little area see what you need to see have lunch whatever and if you want to move in the afternoon to the other side or save that for another day that's what I highly recommend but planning man planning will really help you feel confident Mm -hmm. and know that like you know what you're doing yeah and it's okay to not follow the plan but having the plan will really give you that confidence in going out there and well, knowing what you're doing. It eases that fear and anxiety. So like yeah. when you have like a loose plan, because it doesn't have to be yeah. real tight, right? It can be loose because wiggle room's great because 
things pop up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you might train be in, gets delayed or, or you might be in an area thinking you're going to go somewhere else for a coffee, but you're like, oh, this is a really cool coffee shop. I'm going to stay here for a little bit and then explore the area. You know what I mean? So like have that wiggle room. But when you have like kind of a plan, it really helps you kind of regain confidence. Yeah. And yeah. For always sure. have something to go back to. If you're not ready to fully plan an itinerary by yourself, group trips are a super awesome way to get your feet wet. Because again, you're going alone, but you're with a group of 10, 15 people, strangers. They have the same interests. Yeah. So they're all there because they want to see the same things and do the same things. And I love this. I have hopped on several group tours, both day trips and like week long trips. In fact, my first trip was to Iceland and I hopped on a group tour, which was great because it helped me like ease my fear and anxiety. But everybody else I traveled with, they were all solo. They're all solo. But also too with group trips is that they're the ones that create the itinerary and transport. So you don't have to worry about how am I getting get getting there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think about all of that. They take care of it all for you. And day trips are great too. Like using a certain company for a day trip. And we have a company that we fully recommend that we have both used and that's get your guide I love get your guide I have done get your guide tours like everywhere yeah and I think it's a great way to see a destination like um, when I was in Croatia I knew wanted I knew I wanted to see um, Kirka National Park but Kirka National Park is kind of hard to get to and I didn't have a car public transit didn't get me there so I'm like how am I going to get there mm-hmm. hopping on a group trip was amazing I was there with other solo travelers granted I kind of stuck to myself but I mean I had that luxury if I wanted to right right and like you're if you want to do that you can and if you want to meet people that's also a good thing too so you don't feel alone it was nice because like we had like a section of it that was like a guided tour where I got to learn about Kirka National Park and then we had free time which was great and then after that we went to this like um small little beach town called Promotion that I would have never gone to what's it called Promotion Okay. I would have never in my life gone there if I didn't hop on the state trip because there was no way, one, I knew about it, and two, I would have been able to get there by myself. Yeah. So it's stuff like that where like a lot of these group trips will have like an added like stop or benefit yeah. and you get to see things that you wouldn't necessarily see that was on your itinerary, which yeah. is nice. So One of my favorite group trips that I've done with Get Your Guide is... I went to a winery, a wine tasting Mm -hmm. in Chile. Yeah. It was, the vineyard is called Concha y Toro. And it's like the third largest wine producer in the world. Something like that. And it was such a great tour because they had a tour guide on the bus. And it was like a 45 minute bus ride from Santiago to the vineyard. Mm-hmm. And she was just explaining some history about Santiago and Chile and wine. And it was just super educational and made it more fun because, you know, Chile, Argentina, they're known for wines. Yeah. But you didn't know really some of the histories behind it. And sometimes, too, with those um, group chips, they give you perks like a wine glass. So I have a souvenir wine glass from Concha y Toro. <laughs> Fun, fun, fun. But yeah, I do. I love Get Your Guide. So if you guys are interested in Get Your Guide, we will have it linked in our show notes down below. Um, But yeah, it's a company that I highly recommend. I also, we've personally done some Airbnb experiences together. And that's another great way to 
experience a city. Some of the Airbnb experiences are just for you, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice because then you have a guy that you can talk to your whole time. So we did a fortune telling um, coffee in Turkey, in Istanbul, which was so cool. That was awesome. And then I personally have done a photo shoot in Croatia. So I like I booked cool. a photographer because like, you know, I know, solo travel, it's hard sometimes to get photos of yourself that like aren't selfies. And like, <laughs> I don't always want selfies, but then like, I also don't want to be that person that always sets up a tripod. I've done it, yeah. but you know, it's just, yeah. it was kind of nice because then I now have a new friend who's a photographer in Croatia. Yeah. So, I mean, super cool. I mean, I can leave the links to both of those Airbnb experiences, but that was fun. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with those. Yeah. Have you done another Airbnb? I experience? did. Um, I was in Cambodia in a city called Badambang, mm-hmm. which is the second largest city in Cambodia. But I also felt that it wasn't, it just felt like a real cultural city like it didn't feel like a overly touristed city or definitely tourists go there lots mm-hmm. of tourists go there but for some reason it felt so much different than Siem Reap or um, Phnom Penh but this group tour took us to well it was an individual he took me to a lot of the um, people that did handiwork within the city so I got to see someone making um, spring roll wrappers I got to see someone like an 80 year old woman who still rolled tobacco and it was just really, really awesome to see these real life people making their their trades mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the city. It was fun. So cool. Um, another random tour company that I have used as well is Tours by Locals. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. So I randomly found this company. I went, I took myself to Ecuador for my 31st birthday. My 30th birthday was such a train wreck. That I was like, I'm going to, I want to be by myself. So I booked a tour to, or I booked a flight to Ecuador. And then I (laughs) booked an Intrepid tour, like last minute um, to the Galapagos. So I treated myself to a Galapagos like boat tour. But I knew before I left that I wanted to see Quito. But specifically, I wanted to go to the equator and then they have like several different viewpoints but I knew that they were like in completely different areas and I only had like a set amount of time to do all of this so there is this website called tours by locals and you can hire a local tour guide and you can either create your own trip or they have like set trips that they do That's cool. So I reached out to this girl. There was like several in keto, but for some reason I like really resonated with this like female. She was like my age. She's a local to keto. And I was like, you know, I kind of vibe with her. I sent her a message letting her know that like, hey, I like your one tour, but I also want to do X, Y, and Z. And she's like, oh yeah, we can do that. And like told me like how much it would cost. And it was actually fairly inexpensive. And she took care of all the transportation. She had a car, drove me around and, you know, we did lunch like all day. She was with me all day. So it was like, you were like exploring with a friend, but a local friend, like she was able to give me so much history on Ecuador and Quito. Like it was just amazing. So that's like another tour company to look into. It's not really like a company. It's like these people like work independently but they use like tours okay. or yeah, tours by locals to like be found. Yeah. 
It's actually a really cool, I'm kind of glad I found it because it's like you're able to kind of create what you want to do yeah, and still be kind of guided around. So that's really kind of cool. Being shown a city by a local is one of my favorite things. Oh, 100%. Agreed. So another thing is with solo travel is just overcoming the judgment. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of judgment that kind of goes along with solo travel sometimes, both on your friends, family, stuff like that. I know like all the time people will be like, well, why can't you just find somebody to travel with? Or why don't you like find like a boyfriend, travel with a boyfriend? And I'm like, I don't want to. Because I think even if I was in a relationship, I would still travel solo. There's something about solo, but I feel like even locals, like in certain situations, there's a sense of judgment, like you're by yourself. Like, but I think solo travel, like you need to just like not give a fuck. You just have to not care. And you have to like overcome this judgment of what people are going to think. Yeah. And just, just do it. You know, because in reality, are you are you gonna see those locals again? Never. Yeah. Likelihood of you seeing anybody along your travels yeah. again is probably close to never. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and then you have a cool story to share with your friends of like this is something that I did solo, and you can too. Because to be honest, they're probably nervous and wouldn't ever consider doing it solo. Oh, 100%. that's why that's why the judgment comes from. Yeah, and you know, what? honestly, if not now. When have that mindset like you need to have the mindset if you don't do it now when right you can't always wait for someone to go with like exactly like why are you gonna wait because the thing is if you sit here and always wait for somebody to go with you you're never gonna go you're never gonna go and that's kind of the reason why I started solo traveling and I started a little later in life than some people but I was like at the time I had nobody that wanted to go with me I really wanted to go and I was like you know what why am I waiting like let's just go. I'm going to book the flight and go. It's kind of like that IG reel. Oh, you say you want to travel with me. Oh, let's book the flight. Come on, let's go. You know, it's like, just do it. Yeah. So don't wait for anybody and just do it. And at the end of the day, just know this, you are never really alone. You're not. No. Because you can meet people on tours. You're sitting in a cafe. You can meet with locals. Like you're just really never alone. And likelihood of other solo travelers is very high. Very, very high. So you know what? You're not alone. And I say, do it. Just book the trip. Exactly. So with these tips and us kind of telling you how we have overcome some solo travel, the question for you is, are you going to overcome the fear of solo travel? And if so, where are you going to go? Where is your first destination for solo travel? And if you are a solo traveler, where was your first solo trip? Yeah, I'd love to know. know. Love to know. All right, you guys. So with that, we are going to say goodbye. This was a very fun episode to talk about because we are both very passionate about solo travel. And we hope that you guys can kind of squash that fear and book that trip. All right, you guys. So we will see you next week with a whole new episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, travel besties. Kayla and I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Passports and Coffee podcast. If you didn't already know, we love to drink coffee and talk all things travel, and we would love to share a coffee with you during next week's episode. If you want to support the podcast, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com slash PNC podcast and buy us a cup of coffee to help fuel an episode. All right, travel besties, we will see you next week for a brand new episode.